Uh, man. You know, there's oftentimes I try to resize this Discord thingy. Huh? And, oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to shut my mouth right now. I, I just figured out how out to the, do it. You can pop out the camera. See, Craig's never walked me through, like, how to actually use this stuff. No, he won't. Uh, he won't. This is ridiculous. I don't know how to tell you how um, staggeringly stupid I feel right now. <laughs> well, I think I had done this pop-out thing before, but I'd never bother to go to this. Uh, play with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. This works. This works. Because uh, my entire issue has always been, like, half of my desktop had been this the whole right. time. Right. My goodness. All right. Well, uh, I also have yeah. a very big monitor, so I have room to, like, cascade yeah. things. I guess my only concern right now is you're too small, and I like seeing you nice and big. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Well, tr <laughs> click on the top right. There's, like, a focus. If you look at the top right of our video camera thing. Okay. Oh, this shit going. Now you're all bigger. Uh, yeah, I don't like And you're at this the bottom. I want to hide the other. Oh, hide. Oh, my God. Jonathan. It's only been three years. <laughs> 107. And I finally figured out how to use. I was. I'm not shitting you, man. I've been like shopping around online for monitors because I thought like I just need more desktop space. Oh, Still God. might. But... Eventually. I don't like I just like to see myself in the thing. I don't need to see myself big. This is even better. All right. Let's go. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we are on the the potential dawn of a new national holiday. Do you know about this? We have a new holiday coming? Well, um, is it Can I take a guess? Sure. Cuz I have been pitching one over the last week and I want I'm curious whether you've been pitching the same one over the last weekend. <laughs> I hope that you haven't been pitching this one. <laughs> Oh no, I, I've I have been market testing Queen Elizabeth Day. Holiday, okay, right. Okay, yeah. I figure, That's right. you know, Victoria's got May. I would. Where did you have yours placed? I placed mine in March. Everybody was giving me feedback for June, but I was like, no, 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 no. Elizabeth feels like a March. You know. Well, I guess it's a tradition to mourn the death of a monarch with a national holiday. So it'll be. Uh, which what day did she actually pass away? Like the eighth or seventh or something? Yes, it's it's been affecting us dearly. Apparently, September eighth, I think. There you go. <laughs> so uh, it'll be that day. Oh, so it has. Are you sure? Are, are we? If I was supposed to, Google, to be a day of mourning. I mean, if we were to Google when did Queen Victoria die, are they going to tell me it was May twenty fourth? No, we don't celebrate Victoria's death. I thought we celebrated her birthday. So then shouldn't we get, like, two holidays? Why are we celebrating her birthday, but we're going to celebrate Elizabeth's death? That also seems kind of mean, right? Listen, uh, choosing when national holidays occurs way above my pay scale. I, I Would you, we, would we vote on this? Would there be a referendum of, like, do you want to pick the day she was born or the day she died, right? Imagine it was the same day. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, September 8th... Or, uh, is too close to end Labor Day. And yeah. land on Labor Day. So, yeah. When is her birthday? Do you know that? Uh, I'm sorry, man. You're the one who's got the colonial love. That's you're aren't you closer to the monarch than me? At this point, you should have this information. I I mean, you're both supposed of my parents to know. were English Commonwealth, but you're supposed to hate the monarch more than me. 
<laughs> well, that's what I'm going to say. Like you, you're supposed to know their birth dates and their like cousins and family oh. tree. And I'm supposed to know like which lands they looted and what they looted. Isn't wow. that like the deal we all made? April 21st is her birthday. Oh, and, but then that's like stepping on Jesus. What does he have on April 21st? Doesn't he usually get the Easter Good Friday somewhere in and around there? Well, but I mean, he gets a he has a four week window, isn't it? That's kind of fucked up too. That's a yeah, it's a four week window between like the last week of March and the third week of April that this thing could happen. Like, it seems a little. I'd like we for us to just standardize that one. To be honest, I wish we could just be like, listen, second Friday of April every year, Good Friday, no more messing about. I feel like. If we had a national holiday on the 21st for Queen Elizabeth's birthday, everyone would party on Hitler's birthday the day before. So that's not good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but that's a different kind now. Right? What's that become? That becomes the 420 national holiday sponsored by, like, your Ontario cannabis stores? Yeah, but we'd have, like, uh, people, like regular Joes just drinking some beers on that night now, too. I tell you what, if they ever give Justin Trudeau a day, it's going to be April 20th. <laughs> C Plus Production proudly presents can you confirm that? Starring Gorob Wander and John Brown. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Can You Confirm That? This is uh, episode, what are we at? 107? 107. Holy cow. Yeah. Series 2? Episode? Gonna, what? Series 3. Am I going to be excited about series three. every single episode now? <laughs> Am I going to have to say, whoa, I can't believe we're there again every week? Can you believe that I almost forgot that we were in Series 3? Yeah. That was just pretty crazy. That's how incredible it is. Are you guys still listening to our first episodes? It seems like everyone wants to listen to Episode 1 still. If you're finding us for the first time, just start today and work backwards if you like it. You know, yeah. You don't have to start yeah. on Episode yeah. 1. I'm going to say this about that, John. It's weird that the numbers are always like, we're going to start from the beginning for something that's kind of a topical. Yeah. Uh, you know, doesn't, you know, you don't necessarily need to start. I mean, I guess we make references all the time. But isn't that a good argument for us just maybe taking, like, I don't know, let's say the first 40? First 25 at least down. Yeah. Not even yeah. down, but we can just, we can put them behind a little wall. Like, if you're really that desperate to hear what we were saying early on, then. Well, let's let's milk it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a stacked question because I know I won't get a response for this. But if you are, if you're really tied to our first few episodes and want them to stay on and available to you, just let us know. Send us a message and say keep the first twenty five, and we will. But if I don't hear from anyone, we might take them down. If we don't hear from anyone, they're gone. <laughs> well, I I think my fear is that when when people hear about it. Uh, the obligation that they hear is start from the beginning. And I hope no one, like, I hope the yeah. army knows that's not the case, right? Don't do that. 
tell them to start at the most recent. All right. Anyways, because those numbers are backwards and it's weird. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it's weird um, high. It's like nice, nice to see high spikes in numbers, but it's really weird to see it happen at the like the beginning points. Or hey, who knows? Maybe that's just how the wave comes. Yeah. Speaking of waves, is the Renaissance getting us out of the darkest timeline? Because we are in a Renaissance. You know what I mean by Renaissance? Brendan Fraser is coming back. Uh, the Whale, which is a movie that he stars in, and another super hot star, Sadie Sink, stars in with him. Just had like a big like six minute standing ovation for his uh, his um, portrayal of like a obese English teacher. That's uh, the new Aronofsky joint, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to be the villain in the canceled Batgirl film. Right. Yep. I think there's like a isn't there like a Scorsese film or something like that that we're supposed to be seeing him in soon. Yep. Well, he's. I think uh, anyone. Who missed him knows that he's he's doing well and he's back, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he is. Yeah, you're right. He's going to be in the Killers of the Flower. I mean, the Scorsese one. That's right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he's genuinely, right now, considered just one of the most wholesome, sweetest man men alive. And uh, unless something terrible comes out to further um, further prove that we're in the darkest timeline i think we might be getting out with this new renaissance I, I don't know what are your theories on that uh i mean listen anything that was going to come out came out right and i think his when was i i want to say we've actually touched on this and it may have been like and i hate to always send people back into our archives <laughs> after we just I, talked about I, that especially after we said don't uh but somewhere in our archives i'm gonna say episode maybe 30 to 40 somewhere in that range we did we touched on how i think it was a vanity fair article or something in 2020 um i could be wrong uh maybe it's 2018 but we talked about it and it was uh it was essentially his like profile of where he'd been right eventually somebody had been like hey you know what I mean? it was kind of one of those i tracked down brendan fraser in his cabin in the woods to see what right and it was a like a, a peace piece uh and i think that was kind of the idea when he came out and kind of like mentioned that he had been like groped by one of the hollywood foreign press association members at a golden globes thing yeah. and all this other stuff and that it kind of like left him very scarred from like the industry and he just kind of was like broken from it and it took him a long while to kind of come back from it and i think the idea is like now now is also a time uh in hollywood where they they would love to see a redemption story like that. And why not for someone who was already a wonderful person kind of thing, right? Like, so it's, uh, it's, it's not comeuppance, right? Like, you know, some people go, oh, right. It's the opposite of that. It's whatever the entire opposite of that would be like where, where somebody gets their due. Right. Um, and that's kind of, it's, it's good to see. It's great to see maybe. Yeah. Long overdue. Right. It takes a man to make a me too redemption story. <laughs> really work right no i mean there's a couple who've tried but you got to be genuine about it uh no terry cruz too right he had his story yeah and i'm uh, and, i mean terry cruz went through the same exact thing where hollywood stopped wanting to work with him because it, it it sounded absurd right but it it can happen to you i don't know like yeah it, it's true sure mm. terry cruz is doing voice work i'm sure and all this other stuff he's still on brooklyn 99 right is that that no, that show's done. One though, more season? Oh, I oh, thought there's no, one yeah. more season. They wrapped that one last season, yeah. He's still flexing his pecs somewhere. You know, 
you know where I would imagine to see him and I feel like he'd be perfect for is like the host of like America's Got Talent. Isn't he? He's the host of one of those. Uh, I feel he like is. I said it because I know it. It's true already. Yeah, you know? he is one of the hosts of one of those shows, actually. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's that's. Is it America's Got the... Talent? It might be like X Factor or one of. I'm those pretty things. sure it is America's Got Talent. To be he'd be perfect um, for that. He'd be perfect for the he'd thing he's great. already doing. He'd be great, like cast as a sergeant in like a comedy uh, cop show. Oh, yeah. You know what would be funny? Like, if they ever remade, like, Stripes or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I get uh, someone zany be... like Andy Samberg or something. Yeah. That's a, that, that's smart casting. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll find a project for him and one of our many that we always have going on. If you like the ideas that we have here at Can, can You Confirm That, make sure to subscribe for more hot takes. <laughs> I mean, we do like to live in a fantasy land over here sometimes. That, that's for we sure. We do. We do. For sure. So uh, today's topic, uh, you're going to tell me all about uh, D&D for jocks. D&D for jocks. That's amazing. I like that. Yeah. 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 Expand. I want you to expand on where you came up with that because that's actually maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. As it relates to- <laughs> it's like, um, you know, you can be as you can have a. 20 sided die and be as dork as you want with your friends, but still date girls if you are into fantasy sports, right? <laughs> Is that how that works? Oh, you're so adorable for thinking that that's actually true. <laughs> I assure you that the, the percentage of population of male men who play fantasy sports and do not get laid. It's the exact same percentage of men who play Dungeons and Dragons and also do not get laid. Because you know what? I mean, because, yeah, I mean, listen, there's lots of guys who play Dungeons and Dragons and end up marrying like Sofia Vergara, right? So let's not slam, let's not generalize here. Uh, (laughs) Anything can be happening, right? Let's, let's all dream for the, or or like aim for the sky. Uh, But you're not wrong. Like, I think on some level, it's like, who plays it? Who plays fantasy football? But I'll, I, I think, Let's let's break this first one, man. I think that's a myth you have there. That's a preconceived notion that it's only for jocks. I I uh, assure you, I know uh, plenty of dudes who watch very little to no football, but they love statistics or they love numbers and the, or they okay. just love they love because it it does appeal sort of to that Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, man. Right? Like, yeah, there is a fantasy element to the idea that that, but but you know how it's different. These are real dudes, man. They play games on Sundays. I watch them. But they're fake I don't teams. see dragons. I don't see, right? like, all these weird, like, uh, <laughs> flying eagles and stuff that Dungeons & Dragons guys see, right? Well, you just don't know how to look. Um, but I'm they're real. Looking hard they're enough. fake teams, right? Explain that to me. So it's like uh, you get to pick, like, imagine when I played NF- NHL 94 on my yes. Super Nintendo Right. I could like create a roster of like A-listers. It's like basically like the NBA dream team in like the 98 Olympics or whatever it was. Yes and no, right? Okay. Uh, so so the basic premise would be this. Uh, you've got uh, a certain amount of members in your league. So that can be, you know, generally eight is kind of sad and pitiful. It's not enough. Okay. Ten is Ten is operational. 12 is ideal. 14 means you've got a full-on fucking operation on your hands here, and, like, you do need to start doing your own homework, right? 
Uh, and why does it matter how many teams there are, John? Because you don't just get to pick the guys you want. It's not that. It is actually like much like you hear about in real sports where they draft players from college and high school every year. We do the same. I, are there I more than 14 hat, teams right? in the NFL? Oh, yes, there is. There's 32 in the league. But okay. generally, the idea you, you know, if you get to 14 people in your fantasy league, uh, it keeps your teams competitive. But at the same time, you got to work a little bit harder to understand who could be the up and coming players or understanding even football a bit more. Right. So that might not be for the casual fan. Right. If you were a casual football person, don't really follow the sport um, or you're just trying to have fun with your friends or stay in some sort of group contact. You really want to be in an eight or ten person league. Because it's it's kind of harder to mess up, right? Uh, and the idea is just think of think of the idea of this, man. There's 600 to 700 players uh, in the NFL. Um, fantasy football uses none of the defensive players unless you are in a very specialized league where you pick one player from a defense, right? Oh. So it's not there's not a huge impact from defense uh, other than you either pick a team defense or one player. But offense is a big deal. Hmm. So you've got let's say 700 players in the league. Uh, 350 to 400 of them will be offensive players. Uh, and only like a hundred of them are really any good. Right. So the top hundred, that's where now you've got 10, uh, 10 guys in a league or gals, right? Whoever, um, it could be your neighbor's dog. It doesn't really matter, man. I've seen people like assign like their goldfish, a team just to make sure that the league had 10 teams. Right. Um, <laughs> just, you know, like anything that's a breathing organism, guys, let's go. Uh, so you have that, but then you draft. So you'd be going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four. Right. So you're going to get one pick, and then the rest of the teams pick a player, and then you pick, and then the it's rest like of a draft, the draft. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so the teams that way are more balanced. So you don't get the dream option of saying I'm going to take the best guys and just build a team. Okay. Right. Okay. That's, you know, I'm going to put the asterisks. I'm sure there's one person listening to us somewhere who's like, I get to do that in daily fantasy, but that's an entirely different beast. Right. Uh, I want to stick to what the tried and true cool stuff is. So, yeah, that's, Listen, that's John the basic concept, right? That's the John basic concept. doesn't know what daily fantasy is. So <laughs> don't not move to, we're not yeah. getting there. Uh, this is fantasy league for dummies. And um, when I ask questions like how many, le- how many teams are there in the NFL? You should know that we're starting right at the bottom here. This <laughs> is awesome. Awesome. Uh, no, you nailed it, man. Like it, it's, Let's let's start at the highest level, right, of what that is. And so you build your teams, you have fun. It's usually a camaraderie thing. Uh, sometimes there's money involved, sometimes there's not. Usually there is. Otherwise, people don't really get that interested. Um, I've seen trophies and things like that. Oh, yeah. Trophies, upper grabs. T-shirts, um, all those things. Punishments. Punishments are a fun one. Um, no, I mean, it, it's... So the concept is this. You gotta is there punish a dungeon somebody. master? Right. No, I mean, exactly. Uh, is there a dungeon master? Yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah, a league commissioner is your Dungeons and Dragons dungeons master, right? Like <laughs> there has to be someone who is wrangling all of the people, uh, and that's usually how it goes. And that's usually the most unforgiving job, probably on planet Earth, actually. Okay. Uh, I I I'm kid you not. Like it's probably a little bit more difficult than being president of the United States, based <laughs> on just what we have learned recently. It ages uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it, it can get a little nutty. Um, 
You have to be now, super into yeah. stats to be a dungeon master. I mean, a uh, commissioner. No, you just have to be super <laughs> patient. Uh, and yet at the time, strict. Like, it's kind of funny. It's straight up cosplaying. You, you kind of have to be like, just like the way the real commissioner is. Which is to say, like, you're going to get emails and you're going to get people bitching and moaning and being like, I don't like the way Nick keeps sending me trade offers. It's, like, disturbing. He just keeps blowing up my phone. I don't want this guy in my league next year. And now the commissioner has to kind of go backwards and, like, through back channels and send a text off to Nick and be like, yo, man, stop doing that. Guys aren't liking it. People in the league are annoyed. Like, that shouldn't be something that's part of your day, John. Right? (laughs) You shouldn't have to, like... This is a real man or woman spending time in the real world dealing with fake bullshit. Right. And they've almost been volunteered or voluntold to have to do this, right? Sounds like everyone's day. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's just, and it's, so imagine uh, a dungeons master for D&D. Who is actually on call (laughs) 24-7. Getting texts and being like, I didn't, I think he's got fake die, man. <laughs> right? Like this, we'll bring it up at the next meeting. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what all that. Is he really chaotic evil? Because he is not playing chaotic evil. <laughs> so it sounds right. like actually to me that it's a little more obsessive even than D&D. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I've done both, but I'm not obsessive about D&D. D&D is a good, fun way to keep a good friendship going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You meet up every couple of weeks. Yeah, you, you go on a couple of little fucking missions. You have a good time. Uh, campaign can last forever if you want it to, right? Uh, that's not how it goes. Fantasy, you got one season to prove if you're the best. The best amongst your friends, right? Like, it's just, it, it gets vicious and violent, and you start realizing sometimes that people have... There are sometimes people who cannot separate reality from fantasy and fan like and what it is like I'll give you a good example. Like the television the show The League. Uh okay. for those who want to watch, it's on Disney Plus, has some great people in it. I think people you've liked over time. Um but they have an episode where where one of the characters is really upset with one a friend of his who he's doing a business deal with in real life but also trying to do a fantasy trade with in fantasy football. (laughs) And he thinks that those things should be treated equally. Like, whereas that guy's doing a very unfair trade in the fantasy and kind of an unfair one in the real business one too. Right. So it's just like the people kind of blend that it's, it's interesting, man. It's come a long way. Do you know the origins? Have you like, I mean like the origins of fantasy football. Yeah. Sort of the idea of like, Oh. Where it would have begun from, right? Like, How did, did it start? Yeah, because do you know where Dungeons and Dragons began? I don't know, right? Some stoner's basement. I'm sure there's an origin <laughs> story. Well, no, but I, but th- that's the idea, right? Like, there would definitely be an origin story for Dungeons and Dragons, right? Because there's sure. cards that were printed. Somebody sure. had to go to a manufacturer and start this shit, right? Like, so it wasn't something that just was overnighted. That kind of like went word of mouth, uh, and like people were just making their own dungeon cards at home. You know what I mean? It, you could go to a store and buy the cards. Whereas with fantasy, it was a lot different. It was... It actually has date... Like, it dates back to 1962. Oh, it's that old. It's that old. It's that old. 1962. Uh, and in a fun way, like, there's no debating, actually. Like, most people in the fantasy world will tell you, yeah, this is the origin tale. Which is to say, 
would make a wonderful eight episode HBO Max series. Okay. Um, what I'm about to tell you, I think would play out as a great limited series, right? The origins of fantasy football. Uh, so no, it's October 62. Uh, and we've got a gentleman, uh, named Bill Wickenbach, right? Uh, he's a, he's a, he's part of the, o- uh, not even the Oakland Raiders. It, well, yeah, it is actually the Oakland Raiders before they had joined the NFL. Okay. So, um, I don't want to go deep into this. Um, before the NFL, John, there was like two different leagues. USFL, AFL, a couple other ones. Uh, and the Oakland Raiders were part of the American Football League, which in 1962, right, was there. Uh, so Bill Wickenbach, uh, he was the owner of a place called Superior uh, Title Company in the Bay Area. And then he was also uh, a minority sh- uh, stakeholder of the Raiders. Okay? The okay. Raiders were really bad. Like, they were bad. Uh, bad enough that they had actually uh, found a way to go 1-13. and 13. In one of the seasons, which is to say they won one game and lost their team. Okay. Bill is actually just a member of like the front office staff of the Raiders. And is kind of sick and tired of just watching like the team lose because they're okay. bad. Okay. And, is, and, and, and tries to find a way to make the game more entertaining for him and a handful of his coworkers who have to like kind of sit through this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And that's where it begins. They come up with the idea of fantasy football where they assigned points to the quarterback for every touchdown uh, for, for yards he threw. Uh, they, they assigned points to other players in different positions for what they did. And that was their game where they said, okay, you pick these guys, I'll take these guys, and whoever has more points at the end of this game, that's winning. Because we're not going to see it on the field. The team's going 1-14, and 14, like 13, right? Like, we're not going to see them win. Why don't we feel the feeling of winning by just being good at picking players who play on our team, right? So that's kind of the origins of it. And it was the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League is what it was called. The G-O-P-P-P-L, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And they had their first draft uh, in August of 1963. Okay, so they came up with the idea in like sixty. So I love the idea. I love, I love the that de- 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 dedication. This is Dungeons and Dragons nerd shit, John. This is. You came up with the idea in '62, and you really yeah. spent some time going over the rules, the regulations, how the building out the world, if you will, right? Before, Maybe dungeon. Yeah. Maybe D and D should be the fantasy football for nerds. <laughs> Maybe, right. Uh, because then in, in August of 1963, they finally get around to having like a draft, their first draft. Um, and that's the, like the origins of it right now by September of 1969, um, most of the guys had stopped playing in that league, but like the word of how this had become a system had gotten out word of mouth. So about now, right. So, and it was usually stuff that would happen at bars or across the country or in certain areas. Uh, and so they got up to like maybe 50, 60 bars where you got like 10 guys. What do you got? Like 500 people playing fantasy football in about 1969. Are they all part of Goppel? It would have been, right? Like you would have been using those rules. You would have okay. been using those like regulations because to come up with your own at this point, you're still trying to figure out what this thing is. Do people now call this, it Goppel? <laughs> but, but think about like the nerd status that must take. 
that you are in 1969 going to a bar tavern, meeting up with a bunch of guys, doing some gopple thing that nobody's fucking heard of. And you are one of like 500 people in the entire country. There are cults with higher numbers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there are definitely like, you can probably go through Utah and find some places that are like higher numbers <laughs> of things that are doing weirder sneering. Like, it's like, it's still so strange. But now, here it's we all are. Word man. of mouth back then, too, right? Yeah, and so place yourself in 69, and it's, you have to check the newspaper to see, right? You got to you gotta grab the, the Monday morning newspaper, check the sports section, and hope that the box score has all of the stats that you need so that you can do a, ta- like a tabulation. Like, and then you're not sitting down at an Excel spreadsheet. You're sitting down with paper. Six, 69 was such a wild year, eh? Like, uh, flower power. Taking over in San Francisco, kids are marching Capitol Hill or whatever, and then like over on the East Coast, the Goppel League is like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's crazy. It, it's exactly right. And then and now here, uh, and that would be like I, I would watch that as a limited series. Show me the years of 1962 through 1969 with these guys and how this all got built up. I think that would be kind of cool. It, you know, HBO I mean? like, would be the sat- static screen. Yes, there you go. It'd be that good. Uh, but now, I mean, like, man, the numbers just kind of, they kept going, right? Um, 89, 1989, there was just about a million people. So it took 20 years to get from, like, you know, 60 chapters of it, if you will, like 60 different teams to to now having about a million people across the country playing by 1989. But by 1989, John, the technology is no better than it is in 1969, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's still no Internet. So now you've got a million people, a million nerds across North America dedicated to picking up a newspaper on a Monday morning yeah. and, wh- and whipping yeah. out like a calculator and picking up the phone <laughs> to call one another and be like, listen, this is what I got for my score. What would you get? And like, you know, making sure that you both all are doing the right math and then having to sign off on that week's results on the Monday Stuffing it in an envelope, John. Licking a stamp. It's 1989 for fuck's sake, right? You're mailing to your commissioner your week's results, which he's going to have to sit there and verify too, like he's a goddamn er, like Ernest and Young accountant. Uh, with a flax eagle haircut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with a little manual fucking calculator thing with the tape coming out the top probably <laughs> sending tape receipts to everybody like i did the calculations too uh old people suck <laughs> that's i think that's the part that makes me go whoa like that's when you know it's like in 1989 for a million dudes to be spending the time to do that that's a nerd that's not nerd jock like that's not D jock as much as it is maybe just D, right like that's effort that's time uh, whereas now, listen, man, you got apps all over the place. I think last estimates are there's like 75 to a hundred million people around the world that are playing like fantasy football. Um, wow. right. Like it's, you have oddly enough, you may have more people playing fantasy football than watch the Super Bowl. Now, is there, and how like, does that is there work, fantasy right? leagues in every sport too? Oh yeah. But I mean, once that was that model was sort of created, it could expand to anything: baseball, basketball, hockey. Um, soccer is a little bit difficult just because uh, the the scheduling of games, right? And a league schedule really has to work for it to work. 
Um, and as long as the schedule works, yeah. But I mean, people do fantasy now with like Hollywood, where they'll where they'll do fantasy Hollywood leagues where they're. I, I, and I shit you not, man. They, you know how you have movie calendar releases, mm-hmm. and you know what's coming. So imagine like it's you and five of your buddies, and you've got a list of the sixty upcoming movies from Paramount, Warner Brothers, Disney, blah blah blah, and it's your job to try to guess or have the highest amount of box office dollars by the end of the year. So you may, you would have drafted maybe Top Gun in the third round and people would be like, really? Oh fuck, man, he got Top Gun in the third round. And all of a sudden you win, you win your Hollywood fantasy league because Top Gun made the $3 billion. And I, I think that's when I was like, oh my God, this may have grown beyond everybody's capacity. Like, like it's like the, it's too big now where, you can ext- like you really can take anything and put it onto a fantasy platform if you think about it. Huh. Wild. That, that's so the wild. Are you part, yeah. are you in any fantasy leagues? Great question. I'm. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm going to say is one of my slow years. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am only in two two leagues this year, and I'm, oh, yeah, that's slow. I, that's a slow year because I, I honestly I needed to have time for other things, and uh, and and this is the other beautiful part about when you I've been I've had a year where I was in six leagues, right? And it felt like oh my god, that's a lot to tell somebody. But to be honest, it wasn't because there was only two that I gave a shit about. Uh, the other four were kind of irrelevant in the sense that two of them I was going to do well just by like showing up. Because, like, half of the league was, like, just a bunch of people who forgot to set their lineups, which can be the worst. Um, or, or just were bad at, like, picking players. So it's like a cakewalk every week. So there are just, you know, when you have six, there's a, there's a, 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 a term uh, in the fantasy world called League of Record. <laughs> right? So the idea is, like, you might talk to someone else and someone's like, hey, how are you doing in fantasy this year? And you'll be like, oh, I'm all right. Like, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm not doing too great as well, but the only one that matters is, but in my league of record, like this is my league of record. Like this is uh, of all the other leagues that come and go. This is the one that I've been in forever, or it is the one I take most serious or the camaraderie or the friendships are the deepest. So it's my league of record. This is the one where when, when people say later, how, how did you do? I had to look at this one. Everything else just comes and goes. Are you guys listening to this fantasy league elitism right now? <laughs> John, I'm going to walk. You want to hear elitism. <laughs> While we're on the topic of league of record, uh, I do mourn this season. The reason I'm only in two is that uh, my league of record is no more. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, kind words and condolences. Campaign uh, ended. <clears throat> Campaign ended for us, for you D&D listeners. Uh, uh, yes, after many, uh, many great missions and 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 uh, other crap, it ended. Uh, I will say this, though. I did go down as the Dynasty League champ in that League of Record. And that's that, I think, is what hurt the most. Uh, is that after a... Uh, I want to say nine-year run. This league started in 2013, uh, and it would have folded in 2022. Uh, after a nine-year run and four championships, unfortunately, I will no longer be able to beat down uh, on my good friends uh, in the now-defunct Home Sense <laughs> League 
of champions. Oh, we're doing a shout out and everything. So you're like the Phil Jackson of this league. Phil Jackson. Well, he was, yeah, I guess he was more of a coach, man. I'd be like the, the general manager, the guy who assembled the team, right? I'm not yeah. coaching these guys. These guys go to play. They go play for themselves, John. I like to send some nice words. Listen, you want to know how weird this world is. Uh, many a football player, many a basketball player are followed, not by just many a Instagram influencers, but are followed by many a fantasy fans. We like to send them words of encouragement on Sunday mornings and be like, you got this, bro. (laughs) Are there going to be people that listen to our podcast that are going to be annoyed with you for like saying that you were the king of the dynasty of that league? (laughs) No, I mean, listen, it's not argued. It can't be argued. 2013 champion, 2014 champion, back to back. Boom. Took a little bit of a hiatus in 15 and 16. Had some rough years, man. 17, snuck in another championship. What are you going to do? Uh, 18, 19, had a lot of shit going on in my life, bro. Just couldn't focus on fantasy that much. Got my shit together. 2020, nailed it. Took it out. Championship. Boom. Four in nine years. Uh, and and a great, nice way to say goodbye to the league. So they, <laughs> I, And there's no ill feelings there. there we, we've got a wonderful... Uh, a, a three-time champion in that league, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. We got a two-time champ, uh, uh, but unfortunately, the four remain with this this guy right here. Oh my God, this is like, wow, this is like I'm I'm learning. A You've never lot. seen me like this, eh? You've never a lot seen me this. about your yeah. personality and my friends that play these things. It's yeah. it's neat because I don't actually have anything that I'm that competitive about. I don't like talk shit about the other friends that I know that play guitar or anything like right. that. Uh... Yeah, man. I, it's, it becomes, <laughs> yeah. How many get to open? Well, no, you could, right? Could. Don't you guys have like battle of the bands? How many battle of the bands have you won in the last year, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, but oh. like that makes like, that may, would make me feel like a CW villain. Like we don't <laughs> talk, we don't talk shit about people. Everyone wants yeah. to do well. <laughs> That's it's and honestly, I it was uh, I. It's just part of the fantasy culture, and it's not always okay. <laughs> and I think this is where people have to learn time and place. Listen, I've been part of some professional leagues, like as in like I worked at a like a couple Fortune 500 companies where I was lucky enough to be invited into some of the fantasy leagues with some of the bosses and higher ups. And I am of a smart enough sense to know like this is probably not the one where I tell him what he can do with his mother on the weekend. While I'm like watching, the, you know what I mean? Like this isn't the group chat for that. Uh, but some people don't know that. And I think it's amazing sometimes to find out who that person is that you're working <laughs> with. Who's like got no sense of And then, and they will walk away with, well, yo, that's fantasy, man. Like I'm professional when it comes, I'd never send a work email like that, but I'm like, but, but you okay, chirp. but you chirp, is chirping. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so much. Yeah. Huh. And it's part of the culture. I don't, it, I wouldn't encourage it. I mean, listen, uh, there, there are things said on some of those forum boards and, and posts <laughs> and pages that are not, would take down presidents, right? Like in a campaign, like I, I mean, you know, um, but that's kind of what it, it bred, but at the same time, there's been a very conscious, I'm going to say there's been a conscious effort over the, the last two to three years of just people in leagues themselves kind of being like, Hey, hey the rhetoric's good. Like, uh, I think. I think you almost kind of say, you know how stand-up comedy right now is going through this thing where like all these stand-ups have to kind of ask them the question of like, is the joke good or am I just trying to get a laugh, right? Okay. Uh, and as long as the joke is good, 
it's fine. But if it's just to get a laugh and offend, it might not be that good. Uh, this is stuff that we've learned in fantasy league boards, maybe in 2017, 18. <laughs> and, and I shit you not, and this is going to sound horrible, right? But right after me too, okay. <laughs> right after the me too movement, I'm going to say there was always about 25 to 33% of members in a league who would, who would speak up and be like, yeah, I don't know if that's the chirp we want this week. <laughs> right. Okay. Like let's, let's do better guys. There, there was honestly a, a lot of let's do better. Uh, and I don't know if that's translated. Like, I, I guess what that means is there's just not a lot of stand-up comedians that probably pay fantasy. So there was some real schoolyard insults, basically. Oh my goodness. School, schoolyard is like putting it, I would say jail, jail yard. Yeah. There. Yeah. I just don't, uh, I don't and talk it's, shit to anybody. <laughs> it, no, but you know what? The strategy and I get it because it's generally coming from the guys who don't have good teams or gals who don't have good teams. I should say that because I've. I used to be in a league with this girl, Natalie. I used to be in a girl with uh, a league, Jamie uh, and uh, Paula. And I tell you, some of them were probably like more mean and and hurtful, like in ways that only women can be. You know what I mean? Like the ways that it's kind of like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go to therapy after this fucking week. Right. Like uh, it can be bad, but uh, it generally happens when they're always insecure and their teams line up. And their team's ability to get it done that week. And they start picking fights with the person they're up against. So that maybe the person they're up against gets a little rattled uh, and starts thinking. And and th- I'm guilty of being one who tinkers with his lineup too much. Um, fantasy sports is not for the overthinkers. Okay? Full disclaimer. If you are an <laughs> overthinker, you should be staying away from fantasy sports. But unfortunately, some people have an addictive personality that outweighs their self-awareness of knowing when to stay away from things that are harmful to them. Uh, so that being said, love fantasy football. Um, <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot of things about your personality that could be negatively right? affected by playing this. <laughs> right? Doesn't bring out the best in me, I'll tell you that. Uh, except for... Uh, my competitiveness, the fearless, you know, all that other shit you need. Like, you know, there's like two, there's always two edges of the short sword, right? You got to sharpen both. And I feel like fantasy keeps me sharpened on that side. Uh, and that's sort of where I stick with it. And they'll generally come from a place of trying to rattle you and trying to have you over tinker, uh, overthink and move players in and out of your lineup. Uh, because you do have a bench, right? John, you got a bench of flares. So it's not just your starting lineup, but you also got like six or seven guys. Just in case somebody in your starting lineup's hurt or not playing that week, you got somebody you can slot in. Uh, or, or in the case of an overthinker, you might be thinking, oh, well, you know, my running back's going up against a very strong defense. So maybe I'll put a different running back in because that guy's got a better matchup. Right? So when you start thinking matchups, like when you start wondering or, or having to think about so deeply uh, of, what is your real world player going to look like and what are his what's his real world gameplay going to translate into fantasy numbers like his real actions this week how do i project them being fantastical right like it's kind of like oh if he's going to be getting stopped a lot not getting a lot of runs i'm not going to play him but he might be a very productive player that week still for his team might do a lot of blocking uh, help help his offense get some other plays downfield, right? Like, 
But that won't matter in your fantasy league. That won't matter at all in fantasy, right? Like, uh, you don't get, they don't give you like style points or heart points, right? It's just what, what so happened. So, is that the original Oakland Raiders? <laughs> did they just have a terrible defense? Is that why they were losing all the time? And that's why this game is like angled towards offense? The only? offense. Oh, that's a very good question, man. Very good question. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know for sure. I'm going to go ahead and say maybe both sides of the ball, like offense and defense, was not very good. But offense, there's just a bit more, you can, like, you can do more with it. Uh, you, you touched on it at the beginning, defense, right? Like, that's why, like, there are um, leagues that can get very, very, like, if advanced Dungeons and Dragons, if you will, right? <laughs> Yeah, there is, right? Like advanced Dungeons and Dragons is the is the fantasy football equivalent of like, okay, well we also play with an IDP, which is an individual defensive player. In which case every guy gets to pick one defensive player and you will get credit for like a sack, a hit, a tackle, um, you know, an interception. Uh but it's just so hard to pick a defense like on offense you know that these are the five or six guys who are assigned to do things. Whereas on the defense, it can be anybody who steps up to stop the play, right? So it's harder to do that. Um, so that's that's probably why it's more angled towards offensive numbers. But they did over time, just like Dungeons and Dragons keeps finding new things. Um, they did find a way to add individual de- defensive players, uh, and then got even more complicated, right? Like you have you have leagues where things get into like dynasty or or keeper, which is to say now. You're not even picking new players every year. You're treating this like a real, like a real actual Toronto Maple Leaf scenario where you may have locked yourself in with a player for four years. That's not that great. Oh, and okay. you're going to have to figure out a way to get them off your team and maybe trade them to somebody or else you might have to cut bait, but you would have like spent fake fantasy dollars on trying to get them onto your team in the first place. <laughs> is that what it is? Like you have like a certain, like you have to yeah, a certain budget. There can be budgets, yeah. A lot of guys will play with Jesus. budgets, right? So there's there's variations, right? Like fantasy football to the basic is will not have an IDP, will not be a, a dynasty or a keeper, uh, and will not have certain other aspects to it. But you can keep adding layers to it depending on how good you are at it. Jeez, D and D is yeah. way easier. Like I just want to roll fifteen for charisma, you know? Like <laughs> that seems way easier to me. <laughs> it would be right. It would be. It's a, it's, it's, it's fun, man. Like I would encourage anyone who has a passing interest in a sport or something. And, and this is good for, um, just general sort of like wanting to have a competitive fun time with friends. Right. Um, I will tell you this, there are, there's three or four different types. There's maybe like probably six or 10 different types of fantasy players, but the three or four that you're definitely going to find all the time are one, uh, number one. Uh, the person who's totally green to it and only doing it because of X, Y, Z reason, right? It could be job. Somebody mm-hmm. at work was like, hey, you should join our league. Or they're just trying to fo- join a new friend group. Or maybe like a they, lottery pool. <clears throat> yeah, or or perhaps they're like <laughs> in, a, in a new relationship or something and they just want to be like, okay, I'll do this too, right? Like that kind of stuff. That You have the, the newbie, if you will, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the second, which is usually like the, the takes it way too serious. <laughs> Right. Well, refuse to the, the 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 takes it way too serious is the guy who refuses to be in leagues with newbies. Right. Right. 
and we'll be we'll say things like I won't do it unless it's a keeper or dynasty, and we're, and that unless we're all committing for five years, I'm not even interested. Right? That person's like not a lot of fun, but that person's also great. Like we all, you you always want to be in a league with that person because that person's usually a commissioner. Okay. And and you know you've now got a league that you can stick around for for four or five years if you really want to. Right? Huh. Okay. So it's all in the relationship you have with certain people. Do you want to always be in this with them every year, right? Uh, and the final sort of anecdote I'll leave you on is kind of the idea that when when you get into a league and perhaps you join it and you're in it for well over five years, right? One-year leagues are fine. You come and go. Or two-year, three-year, those come and go. But when you get to a five-year or past, um, that's when you also really start now figuring – understanding and knowing the actual people in your in your league and i shit you not man i was in a league for nine years and it took me maybe three to four to even know who two of them were i confused them for jeff and jeff what am i supposed to do i don't know which one's which i just know i'm playing one of them this week right but over time, you start figuring out what kind of person this is based on the way they reply to like comments or the comments they leave or when they get in or out. And you're like, oh, I like this guy. I do. And oddly, you might even like reach out and become actual friends over time, which started as a fantasy, man. But now it's you got a real friend. Yeah. Wow. It's like you're playing like World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because and and. And like, so like the look at the numbers, right? Like we just said, there's like 75 million people playing. Um, some of them are doing it like I do, which is like your friend group of 10 people. Uh, or or it's like, you know, maybe two or three people in that group, right? But everybody else knows two or three. So you kind of become a new group of people. Yeah. Um, or you just, there are some people who are so comfortable to just join with strangers, much like you would online uh, multiplayer game or something, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, sitting in a Call of Duty l lobby, right? And just waiting for a game to begin. People will sign up and just wait for 12. And when it gets to 12, be like, hey, man, my name's Bill. Uh, who are you? Oh, hi, I'm Jenny. I was like, hey, Jenny, I'm, okay, well, let's have a good year. Complete strangers coming together to just play a fantasy game, right? So did this draft, so is the new season starting now? Is that why we're, is why that, we're are you getting riled up for a new a new season I'm, I'm riled up right now john because uh it's week one of the season uh game started at one o'clock i'm doing us a uh, very nice courtesy of recording early uh <sighs> in the middle of my fantasy oh uh, right. <laughs> so so i'll be i'll be furiously refreshing numbers checking out and seeing what i missed over this last little hour and a bit Jeez. uh to so yeah now you understand well but, now that i so, know you're so passionate no, about it i hope you do well Thank you. And and that should give you a new light on my personality, right? You were scared. <laughs> you know, like 10 minutes ago, you were scared. You're like, oh, my God, I see this new, like, dark side of him. Uh, but here's the light. I still know to put it put it into the rear view for the things that matter, John. And you matter, sir. And that's why I made the time. Well, when you're shitty to me on Mondays, I'll just assume that you had a bad league night or something from now on. <laughs> Opposed to me just being shitty to you on Mondays <laughs> because it's Monday, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's the newest. But yeah, and it's uh, it's fun times. Like I would in, I would encourage anyone who's looking to who, who's been hesitant, right, um, to give it a go. You don't really need to know anything about the sport. In fact, it'll help you learn a lot about what what the sport can do. Or what how do you is. get into these leagues? 
Uh, generally, I mean, listen, it's it's easier if you know Blow somebody. Ah, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, you can join with strangers for free in most cases. Sometimes, uh, some places you may need to pay, uh, and and most cases you just know someone who's invited you in, right? Like, and, and monetarily, I mean, it can become it's different things, right, for different people. So. I have one league that I would consider a little bit more like high dollar league. I didn't play it this year, um, and I'm probably going to maybe play it next year. And then I had the League of Record, which was the rec- the league that mattered to me. Um, but that one was never a costly league. It was it was really a camaraderie thing. It was more or less a, let's make sure we're all here. It was 25 bucks, get in, right? And I've been in leagues that cost me 100 bucks to get in. Um I don't like to go above that unless I know it's going to be worth my time. And I've only maybe done that like once or twice in my life. Generally, I will not really break a hundred bucks for a league unless it's worth it. Like I should be able to lose, right? Not win anything. Like, I mean, generally leagues will have different payout structures based on how many people are in it. Uh, usually one, two, three, right? We'll get paid. Okay. Um, so if one, two, three are getting paid and you get something great, but if you're four through 12, you're not. And you should only then be doing it if you know it's going to be fun for you. Like, you got to be able to get something out of it. It's got to be an entertainment dollar purchase at that point, right? It's kind of like paying for your Netflix. So you have to have that much fun from it, too. I wouldn't be able to play. I would not be able to play. (laughs) Well, that's where where you'd want to find a free league or even like a $10 league where nobody really cares and all that stuff. But why? Why are there different dollar amounts, Sean? It's kind of like how Starbucks knows by charging seven bucks that they're going to get a different clientele from coffee time, right? So if you charge a hundred, two hundred, two fifty to get into a league, you know you are getting people who are serious about playing the league and playing sure. and s- setting their lineups and taking it seriously, or at the very least pretending to, right? Doing the bare minimum of being an active participant in the league. Um, if you have a twenty-five, ten, five-dollar league. That's when you kind of end up with somebody who just gives up halfway because maybe they just started like two and four. And at this point, they're just like, fuck it, towels in. And they forget to set their lineups every week. And it becomes frustrating for like the the 50 to 75 percent of the league that is still doing the bare minimum of whatever. Right. So that those that's the barrier. Right. To entry, if you will. Right. Like and if you paid five bucks, that's what you expect. Right. Like if you paid 500, you don't. Right. And that's it. Jeez. Well, I mean, I don't want to get deeper on it, but there, are, it, there are Bay Street boys or Wall Street boys who've got nothing but money, so they have thousand dollar leagues that treat it like five dollar leagues. Right. Of course. Yeah, right. That'll, that'll um, always value. That'll up. always happen, right? It all values up, but because of that, there's all these new things where punishments get involved, right? Hmm. For example, uh, for not setting your lineup enough, or if you finish last in the league, there are things such as, uh, I will send you these memes from now on, man, because now you're going to understand them. This will be fantastic. So now that you'll get them and you can laugh Great. at them, I'll be yeah. <laughs> so excited. But like, I'm at, uh, the, the meme of the, 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 the poor gentleman who had to take a life-sized, full-sized teddy bear to dinner with him uh, as punishment. Right, like imagine you showing up at one of your favorite restaurants and just putting down a five foot big fucking stuffed teddy bear across from you as your date. 
Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do that though. <laughs> you know why you, that would just make you want to not finish in last, right? That's just dumb things like that are meant to just keep it competitive. Sure. Because 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 here's the basic part of it all. You have to come up with all this stuff because eventually reality is going to override fantasy, right? The real world can get tough sometimes. You got shit going on. Um, so I will leave it on like if I if you were to get sick or if something tragic were to happen in your life, no one is going to make you do a punishment for finishing last in your league. That's it, right? There are lines to, to everything. But you definitely, in that case, don't want to be the guy who finished second to last to the guy who had cancer. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It gets that serious. Stage four, losing the league. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, no coming I, back from it sometimes. My eyes are open now. Let me tell you. All right. Well, great, man. Stay open for the memes. They'll be on when, their way. Whenever I hear someone now that talks about a league or anything, I'm going to tread a little softer around them. You know, I'm going to watch what I say because you never know how, what they dealt with the week before. <laughs> exactly. You have no idea what which one of their players let them down so severely that they yeah. had to send him a Twitter DM to tell him to pick it up. Yeah. Oh God. And, and the real we, world. I mean, listen, we didn't get into it, but the stories that players themselves have of of the way fans have started becoming just, you know what I mean? Like in, in, in 1969, you got 500 guys. You know, if you're Joe Namath playing on the New York Jets in the 70s, you're not worried about some guy randomly like bugging you every day. <laughs> but players in 2022, John, are dealing with. Thousands upon thousands of unsolicited, yeah. Yeah, unsolicited DMs in their Instas and Twitters and stuff telling them they either had a great game and are, are the man or they sucked and they ruined it for someone, right? Like it's so the question time. sometimes comes up about um, the value of professional sports players and if they're paid and if they're dealing with that kind of shit, I think they are paid accurately. <laughs> yeah, right. And I would almost argue not even accurately enough, right? Like yeah. um, some of the da data is that like in 2020 to 2021 or something, the average fantasy player spent like 450 to about $550 a year, like just on fantasy. So like maybe it was league dues, maybe, maybe it was all the ancillary stuff. And I don't do this, John. I, I stick to my 25 or my 50. I have yet to, and I'm going to tell everybody right now who's listening I am not one of those little losers who will spend the <laughs> the the dollar ninety nine or the the four ninety nine for Yahoo Fantasy Premium or ESPN Plus Analytics or or any of that crap. If you can't do it off your gut and you need the help of the of the the overlords who are trying to charge you for the app, don't do it. Get out of this game. <laughs> Never pay for advice. If those are tainted victories. If you have championships in your log and they came from you paying twenty nine ninety nine to Yahoo, asterisks, asterisks for life. That's all I'm saying. Well, you've heard it here first, uh, folks. And uh, I just want to say thanks for learning and teaching us everything about fantasy, fantasy league. Gaurav, if you have any more questions, let us know. We can always do a part two. Because um, I'm yep. sure... <laughs> Gorov will need to vent sometime in this year about this. From what I'm learning, it sounds like there yeah. might be a couple opportunities where he just needs to let us know how he's doing. 
I'll just tell you, 14 weeks from now, John, would be probably the perfect time to ask for a status update. Okay, good. That's good to hear. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope folks. everybody has a great week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for telling a friend about Can You Confirm That? And um, subscribing, leaving us a review if you can, because those things help out a lot. All right, man. Keep it real. Everybody, I uh, just would like to leave you with one last word. Choose kindness. Ugh. Only in my fantasies. Let me ask uh, Craig and my other producer friend here. Uh, you know this little side box? You're not going to add any of this into the recording. I'm asking you. Uh, you know the side thing where it says, like, video screen, and it's got us and Craig? Can't, like, the text chat? Can I hide this in any way? Like, can I collapse it? At the bottom right. Yeah. I always like to see my own self. I don't know if that's egotistical or not. <laughs>